Hello and welcome to Evidence of Grace, a podcast from Revolution 22 Church in Boise, Idaho. The purpose of this podcast is for members of our church body to share their testimony and how God is continually working in our lives. We hope that this is an encouragement to you and that you continue to love God and love others. On this episode of the Evidence of Grace podcast, we're joined by Trent Adams. Trent grew up in Zimbabwe, but has family connections to Boise as well. He's a faithful servant of the Lord who has just graduated college and has some really cool plans for what the Lord has called him into next. I think you all are really going to enjoy this episode. All right, welcome back to the Evidence of Grace podcast. I am joined today by very special guest, Mr. Trent Adams. Trent. Hey, Jack. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm really excited for this. Um, Me too. So we were talking earlier today about the first time we met. Yeah. And I give, you know, Harrison was on here not too long ago, and uh, Caitlin Johnson, I've I've told mm-hmm. this, those were, I always kind of tell them, like, you guys were two of my first friends at Rev, and mm-hmm. Trent, you were, you're, you're up there too for being like one of my first friends that I made at Rev. Yeah. And we were talking about how we met, we, we think we've narrowed it down to probably around January, February of 2019. Correct. And I was 18 at the time, you were 19, mm-hmm. and we were 18 and 19 year old boys that were, I call us boys, but men. We were boys. We were boys. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> serving. <so are. laughs> yeah, for real. Serving. Uh, and we met because we were, we were both interested in serving in kids' classes yeah. at Rev. Which was pretty unordinary. Yes. yes. And I remember getting introduced to each other. I think it was Lindsay. Yes. Uh, introduced yes. us. And I just remember uh, I had like emailed back and forth with her and when we got to like the training, it was after church at the foothills Mm -hmm. and she was like, I want you two to meet you guys are, you guys are under 20 year old men (laughs) serving in, in kids classes. This is crazy. And Uh so, uh, yeah, then me and Trent just, I remember, you know, after, after that, it was like, Oh, I I know Trent. Like (laughs) we were, we talked to each other after, after church and stuff and served together in youth for a little bit too. So, yeah. Um, isn't it just, crazy how the lord leads us in in ways and places that we never imagined no seriously yeah those, those foggy memories of 2019 <laughs> <laughs> and now we're both sitting here discussing the joys and and i don't know painfulness struggles, like struggles. that's yeah. yes there we go joy and, and struggles of uh of just doing ministry because mm. now we're both in in full-time ministry roles and mm-hmm. yeah i think if you told both of us that in, in January of 2019, that that's what we'd be doing in September of 2023. I, I, I don't think I would have believed you. No. So I probably would have taken a bet on it and lost <laughs> yes, money. Seriously. On that. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited uh, for you just get to share, share your story. And, um, yeah, I think, I think a lot of people are going to be excited to hear this. So, well, I'm honored to be here. Let's start with growing up. Yes. Um, didn't grow up in the United States. Definitely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, 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 I do know your, your dad is from the United States. Yes. So your dad grew up in Oregon. My dad grew up in Oregon and moved to Idaho. Um, I think in high school for him. Um, so yeah, we definitely teased him a lot in the family because he was the weird American. <laughs> now you're the dad, weird American. Why do you talk so weird? Come on, man. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So, yeah, he is. It's funny. He actually warned us. Um, someday you're gonna you're gonna go to America and then you're gonna be the one that sounds funny <laughs> and everyone's gonna ask you why do you have an accent? <laughs> you even you even said right when you put your headphones on, you're like, do I talk like this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Okay, so so your dad grew up in Oregon, moved to Idaho. Was it did he move to to Boise? Twin Falls. Okay, Twin Falls. Yes, and then he came and did Bible college at Boise Bible College. Awesome. Where he met my mom. Um, yeah, and they moved back to Zimbabwe. So your mom from Zimbabwe. Yes, born okay. and raised Zimbabwean by her parents, who also graduated from Boise Bible College. No way. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, my, my great 
great yeah my great grandmother was the first graduate from Boise Bible College wow and she had a awesome. dream of being a missionary but she couldn't she was um, her husband passed away and anyway, she lived in Boise and then my grandma grew up went to Bible College met my grandpa and kind of in in a way as God moves my grandma fulfilled the dream of her mother of being a missionary oh that's so cool yeah wow and so they your grandma and grandpa moved to Zimbabwe yes and then your yes. mom grew up in Zimbabwe yes went to Boise Bible College mm-hmm. and met your dad yes that is so wild mm-hmm. dude. that is so cool mm-hmm. I love it so okay so your parents met there moved back to Zimbabwe yes and had you yep. and, and then your siblings that's when I came to be. <laughs> now here you are. Um, do you have? So I know you have. You have uh, an older brother, younger sister. Do you yes. have any other siblings? No. So Zane, he was at Rev. Um, he's a, he brought me to Rev. Yeah. Um, he's the adventurous leader in our family. <laughs> um, he's in North Carolina right now, yeah. heading to be a PA. Yep. Um, just. Definitely just a brother and a mentor to me in my life. And then my younger sister, who's also at Bible College right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. How's, um? I mean, this is, we could have talked about this not on the podcast, but now since we're here, how's, how is Zane doing? Because Zane is, um, I mean, if, if people don't know Zane, he also helped in, in, in kids ministry. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I got to know Zane is because mm-hmm. we, we served together um, for a while. Me and him served together like every Sunday. We were yeah in the same classroom and it was usually me and him so yeah i, I got to know zane pretty well and uh yeah i was really bummed when he i remember <laughs> in typical zane fashion i remember it being like oh yeah today's my last sunday because i'm moving to north carolina <laughs> i was like what <laughs> that's so sad dude so yeah um how, how is yeah. how is he doing do you guys does he you talk to him you talk to often, him regularly right? at least once a week yeah I think what you just said really reveals the heart of my brother that I love is he'll just be un, under the radar. No one will really notice him. When he f- said that he was serving kids, our family actually kind of, we laughed. <laughs> we never imagined that. Yeah. But he faithfully served with oh, the yeah. kids for six years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was always there, um, would teach the kids. And maybe not his natural gifting, but he he's a servant and now he's learning how to take care of people in mm-hmm. the medical field. Um, just enormous respect for him. He helped me so much spiritually um, and just <laughs> in all kinds of ways of life when I moved here. Because believe it or not, moving to America from <laughs> Zimbabwe was a huge adjustment for, sure. for him and for me. Yeah, um, And have him, to have him here uh, helping me was just amazing. So yeah, to get back to your question, he's doing well. Yeah, um, The PA course is extremely intense uh he just finished his book learning section uh-huh. so now he's in his last year uh and has just started doing rotations in awesome. hospitals awesome um, he's he's doing well yeah mm-hmm. that's really good to hear he um he misses the church family and uh, family back here in boise yeah, I a bet. lot um, I bet. so that's cool that's mm-hmm. awesome to hear um yeah i think like you said that that's that's so cool that it wasn't his natural gifting, as you're saying. I think there's a lot of times it can be hard to serve because you're like, oh, that's not what I'm good at or that's mm-hmm. not, you know, I don't I don't enjoy doing that, but that doesn't mean mm-hmm. we can't still serve yeah. in those ways. Yeah, when there was a need, he would he would be there faithfully Yeah, every, awesome. every Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Okay, so let's do more growing up for Zimbabwe. you in Zimbabwe. Yeah. yeah. Um it's a fun name. Yeah, so fun you, word to say. <laughs> Zimbabwe. <laughs> so you you uh you grew up obviously in in a Christian home. Yes. Um you, you know like two three generations of of missionaries of people who graduated from Bible college. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming at a pretty young age you were taught the Bible and inundated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. My my dad's a Bible professor. That's his job. He teaches. He's a oh, very awesome. gifted teacher. Yeah, very so, cool. Yeah. So yeah. So from a young age, so you never you've never struggled with faith in your life. Life's been perfect, and <laughs> <laughs> here you are today. Oh no, I wish. Um, yeah, God's word has a way of. Well, it says right in Hebrews that it's it's living and active like a double edged sword and pierces. Mm-hmm. Um, pierces your soul and 
just because you hear the Bible regularly doesn't mean that it necessarily changes you. Right. Um, and it's going to bring conviction and change in every person's life. Mm-hmm. I think that, well, I know that a, a real danger for people that have been Christian for a long time is to take for granted what we've heard our whole lives. Um, to take the message of the gospel and normalize it yeah. is just dangerous. Yeah, totally. The Lord of heaven and earth, the creator of everything, he... Like we rebelled, I rebelled against him, and that he loved me so much, he'd die and mm-hmm. take that, and oh yeah, that's that's what I've known my whole life. But it's, <laughs> it's amazing. Totally, yeah. it's not. Yeah, I think that's why we need to have experiences with either people who don't know mm. Jesus to to realize how powerful that is, or um, I think that's you know, short term missions can get kind of a bad rap, but. I think those are kind of things that it helps you put in perspective, like why, what, yeah, what, what, why is the gospel so powerful? Well, because just because you've heard it your entire life doesn't mean other people haven't. Mm. Uh, Well, yeah, one of the hardest things for for me in my life was moving away from home, from Zimbabwe, right? Um, Because that's what what I was used to. That's what I I knew in life, and having that being ripped out of that was hard. Mm -hmm. But seeing seeing the world, um, seeing different people, knowing that all people are made in the image of God mm-hmm. um, and that we're all messy, but we're all seeking after God and he loves us. Um, having that perspective on life, like you said, in missions, it it changes the way you see the world and you see God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm so glad to have brothers and sisters all over the world um, and to have that perspective and... It, it was challenging, but I'm very thankful for it. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I was raised in a Christian home, um, but I'm, I've learned that it, it was different in a lot of ways to like what a what a Christian family in America would experience. Okay, interesting. So explain explain what those differences are. <sighs> there's there's a lot of them, but hmm, I'll I'll give just kind of, kind of some scenarios. So in in Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe is one of the poorest countries um, right. in the world is economy failed in 2000s actually when i was born mm-hmm. so trend came in the world and then zimbabwe's economy <laughs> went south. that's not a coincidence no <laughs> <laughs> um so dealing with well just seeing the poverty around you um jesus says very clearly in the scriptures that the poor uh, he loves the poor and cares for the poor um and then moving to the states and just the comparison of how materially wealthy we are here um, compared to what I saw. Um, I, our family was, was blessed and we didn't really have a lot of financial struggles, but it was just everywhere around us. Right. Um, so being aware of that and, yeah, um, having having that experience was very good for, for me and my faith to see that and um a lot of people in Africa, in Zimbabwe, I'll speak to Zimbabwe in particular, are seeking after material wealth, after mm. um, some some kind of security in life. And it's growing up. So the the economy collapsed, and then we had a season that um, our currency did hyperinflation. <laughs> I, I was I just remember as an eight year old. Um, walking around and my parents had billion dollar notes, hundred billion dollar notes. That's insane. <laughs> we actually got trillion dollar notes. Um, and we have very close friends that had their, uh, their whole pension in, in the bank when this happened and they didn't take it out fast enough. Uh. So people with million dollar pensions, literally, and in a matter of days, wow. turns into a hundred, couple hundred bucks. Wow. And your whole life, all your plans are gone in a moment. And that was that was not the exception. That was the, the norm wow. for many people. Um, and that is just a wake-up call to realize that this world and what we're in is temporary and fading. When Jesus said that moth and rust destroy, um, but our treasure in heaven will last forever, that was brought very real to life through some of those experiences. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of getting off track here, but then... No, this is good. In... In most of sub-Saharan Africa, uh, and in Zimbabwe in particular, people are very spiritually aware. Mm-hmm. There is spiritual warfare. My dad teaches um, people who want to be 
pastors and leaders in churches, and every year they have conversations about how you cannot worship the ancestors and worship this uh, animism, mm-hmm. uh, de- demonology, how you cannot engage in that and Christ at the same time. Right. This is church leaders. So yeah. this is in every part, everyone is aware of it. Um, you'll see people wearing bracelets um, or little trinkets and on the doors, uh, you go into the door, there'll be trinkets and things. And this is protection against the um, uh, spirits, yeah. demons. Uh, it's just an undercurrent in in, mm. in all society, um, which is so different to hear where people are not aware of that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so it leads to some really interesting conversations. People there, you can meet a random person to start talking to, about God like like that. Yeah. But the crucial thing for them, or for many of our African brothers and sisters, from what I ex- experienced, is that Jesus Christ is powerful enough to conquer those fears. Yeah. Um, of of um, the spiritual world and demons, um, whereas here it's more like wake up to what is around us. Yeah. Um, and this um, the the materialism is is a warfare on its own that I think is far more dangerous in many ways. That we can it's we're blind to it. Yeah, I was just going to say it's almost like we're blinded to yes, it. Yeah, yes. That, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you so? I mean, obviously, like, it seems like your your household is, like, is, is very strong. Were, were there ever, just in your faith, mm. were there were there any, did you ever have, you know, any doubts? Um, like, I, I'm, I'm thinking specifically in, like, to the sovereignty of God mm. with seeing uh, all this, these, you know, struggles, this financial struggles in particular, like, were 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 there ever any doubts in in your mind about those about that? Yeah, I'm, we were just chatting about this briefly before. But people that are in ministry or think of pastors' kids, I'll speak to the pastors' kids and missionary kids out there. We're just people, like human beings. Yeah. So every every uh, temptation, every fear, every worry is common to man. Mm-hmm. Is, is something that we've experienced. So definitely. Um, Doubting the sovereignty of God, um, I, I can't think of specifically related to that topic, but there was many other issues, and no family is perfect. Totally. No family totally. is perfect. Um, no church is perfect. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, I think worrying about the future has always been something that I've had to deal with, mm. um, and that the Lord, I think, has been leading me on a, a path and trusting Him. Yeah. And... I'm very thankful for my time in Zimbabwe because there was no trust in any kind of secure future. Right. Um, and realizing that in the United States, we there there's always turbulence, but comparatively, we are in a very secure environment to most countries. Yeah. Um, but realizing that our security is in heaven, not in this world. Um, I, I think I wrestled more with the sovereignty of God when I came to the United States. Hmm. Um, um, than than back home. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. It's back home I was comfortable and when when you're in a comfortable situation it's easy to gloss over the more uh, the harder side right. harder conversations I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you don't Huh, that makes sense. Yeah. And and yeah. I was a kid. I was in high <laughs> yeah, school. true. I was true. playing rugby and running around in the bush and doing kinds <laughs> of other stuff. So. Okay, so yeah, let's 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 go back to to growing up. So any were there any significant life moments growing up or let's let's go pre-high school uh like middle school elementary school growing up are there any specific life events that are important to Trent that we need to to know about Hmm. yeah so my family we've always been very close family my grandparents um I love my grandmother um from Zimbabwe lives in Meridian I get to see her every week and so thankful for that. Um, we used to meet every every Sunday evening and watch Andy Griffith and listen to Gators. <laughs> That's awesome. That's some of my earliest memories. Um, but when I was in the fifth grade, my grandfather got diagnosed with Parkinson's. Hmm. And they had to leave. And my cousins had to leave. And pretty soon we were the only ones in our family left in our hometown. Wow. Um, that was a huge adjustment I still remember that first Christmas sitting around the table, just the five of us, and just the heartbreak of that yeah. situation. 
and um, being separated then my grandfather passing away uh, five years down the road um, that was that was a time just being awakened to oh wow we live in a broken world um, which we all have at some situation but that was probably my first time encountering that I was going to say yeah because before even if there is brokenness you, you're too young really oblivious to, to yeah. it yeah okay so you mentioned you played played uh, rugby oh, yeah. growing up yeah. was that was it all gr- growing up or yes uh, okay yes. so so this a little um, about Zimbabwean education system uh, you play sports as part of your education so you do school f- starting at 8 in the morning and finishing at like 2 right and then everybody plays sports huh uh every afternoon i would love that yeah <laughs> that sounds awesome uh you get out all that energy as a kid so i played zane played we all we all played rugby and all kinds of uh sports um loved it every moment of that yeah uh, track and field throwing javelin and uh luckily didn't wreck my body too much playing <laughs> rugby but yeah yeah had, had fun definitely yeah what are what were some of like the what are some lessons learned uh, from from rugby? Because that's, I don't know, playing sports myself. Obviously, mm-hmm. like I think that's one of my favorite things to talk to people about from sports. Mm-hmm. Is like, yeah, yeah, sports are are very like, temporary and in the grand scheme of things, unimportant. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of valuable lessons that you can take mm-hmm. from it, and they can do a lot of good. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, every every aspect of our life has a spiritual side to it, I think. Um, Christianity is not the church on Sunday. That's not where we meet God. God is involved in everything. So sports definitely brings connection between people that you don't just get from having a right. coffee or something. Right. Um, I have, I'm just thinking of a really close uh, friend of mine and a coach who was a leader um my my rugby team that I was a part of was pretty pretty bad <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> those will those will humble you pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was always a big kid and loved playing. But this guy, I learned a lot of lessons from him in leadership um, and how to motivate people. Oh, that's cool. Um, he brought our team up to being the second best team in the country. Oh wow! And me and a couple other guys qualified and played on the national team for That's Zimbabwe. So cool. And the way that he built a connection with the guys while challenging us um, to be better than we ever imagined, um, pushing us, um, being strict on us while also loving us. I, I still remember when I when I got past, when, when I uh, went on to uh, play at a higher level and I watched him coaching another team that, was also had been a terrible team and he brought them up and yeah. they were they were uh, being this other team that was supposed to be better than them and he called this player off the field he was this gangly just uncoordinated guy that I never thought would would be a rugby player he calls him off and he grabs him on the shoulders he says he says you can do this you I believe in you I put you on this team for a reason get out there and show them you're made of and he go he went out and they passed him the ball and he ran <laughs> he ran with that confidence and um yeah just seeing the way that he could motivate people and now bringing that into like my own life is realizing that nobody is that we all have giftings we yeah. all have um ways that we can use our giftings to glorify god mm. and that every person's made in the image of god there's no one that is left out of god's kingdom yeah that's so good uh okay high school yes what what was what was high school high school like yeah um I, high school is an interesting time trying to figure out who you are you know yeah you you work with youth um so trying to find that identity and definitely there was the the party culture that i was not allowed to be a part mm-hmm. of i never would have been enjoyed it because i'm not much fun to be around but <laughs> <laughs> i disagree i disagree uh so wrestling with my identity um so thankful for some people crucial people in my life that helped me to put my identity in in god and jesus rather than the things of this world um i i love sports uh and that's part of where i found some kind of um 
home, I guess. Yeah, yeah, identity for sure. Yeah, yeah. identity. And I loved wildlife. I loved mm. nature. Um, one of the cool things about growing up is um, Zimbabwe has just incredible, stunning uh, African wildlife. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the places we would go camping, it was a unique scene. It, these, think of Nat Geo with all like elephant, lion, buffalo, just all of right. that. But there's no fences. There's um, when you get to your camping spot, it's a piece of dirt and a toilet. <laughs> so like at nighttime, you have hyenas walking around the tent. Oh, that's so cool! And all kinds of animals walking through. And I I fell in love with that. Yeah, and the adventure found in that. Um, I I didn't give God enough credit. I think just for how uh, all of that was His imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where I found a lot of uh, identity. Yeah. I placed a lot of identity in that. Totally. And I had many friends who were hunters or guides or things, and I just thought they were the best, amazing yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, my love and desire to actually go into that as a profession started in high school. Huh. Yeah. Very cool. So when you was it was it kind of always like a like a foregone conclusion that you were going to go to Boise? Oh, yeah. Yes. So it was, yeah, you just that was kind of implied growing up that you were going to come here. Yes. Okay. I'm thankful for my dad in in doing making that decision for us. He said after spending 18 years and going to school for whatever, it's not yeah, 12 years of your life you're going to go spend one year learning about God, learning the scriptures. And that's just how it was. And I did kind of rebel against that mm. idea. Because I didn't want to come here. Yeah. <laughs> but that was how it was. And very thankful that he, yeah. he said that. So so you didn't want to come here? No. Why? Because I I was leaving my life behind. Yeah. I was leaving my family, um, very close with my family, leaving my friends. And my newfound identity in, in the wildlife industry, which I was very passionate about doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was leaving that behind to come to a foreign land with people, with all, all people that um, I, w- I wasn't really interested in being with. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So, okay, let's let's talk about the the adjustment then. Mm-hmm. So you move from from Zimbabwe to here. Yes. What are I? I think this is probably pretty interesting to 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 some people. It's like what were what were the immediate differences? What were because I imagine there's there was Probably a bunch of things that you noticed right off the bat. Mm, mm-hmm. But what were some, maybe some of the other things that took you some time to figure out the differences be- between cultures? Yes, that's a good question. And I, I, I want to, while I'm sharing, our audience to be aware that there are many people arriving in Boise from different areas, different countries. Um, and they are living here amongst us. So maybe if what I can say can um, inspire us to love these people and reach out to them uh, and i hope my experience can maybe trigger some some thoughts on that yeah um so i arrived on my 19th birthday january 2019 uh, the 10th of january mm-hmm. um in the middle of winter <laughs> that was probably your first culture shock. Yeah, yeah that was my first shock because the coldest it gets in zimbabwe is maybe on a really cold day like 35 that would be like crazy cold. yeah uh <laughs> a sunny weather beautiful um tropical weather in zimbabwe and I arrive and it's just frozen and icy and gray yeah uh, <laughs> that's that's a real thing that many people deal with um the winter blues is something that i've seasonal had. depression is a thing yes 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 yeah um learning to wear warm clothes and all of that was uh a new experience for me some of the bigger differences so many, many cultures around the world, in Zimbabwe and South Asia, for, for sure, have a, a warm, welcoming hus- uh, sense of hospitality. Yeah, um, a communal sense of hospitality. So having you into the home is just normal. Mm. Back home, friends just stop over for tea or for lunch or supper even, and they yeah. don't tell you. They just come in. 
Oh, that's cool. And you you drop everything and you just sit down for three, four, five hours and talk. All right. And that's normal. Huh. That doesn't happen in America. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> and I I wrestled with this. I was very bitter with Americans for a while, thinking, "Are you just not loving?" Right. Um, Is it? Yeah, kind of like, "Oh, you you guys don't like me." Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and even especially people in the church. I had one international friend say to me, Americans are very friendly, but they don't want to be your friend. <laughs> That's that, that checks out for sure. For um, sure. Which can sound harsh. And I've come to realize that there are so many good things about American culture, but it's just different. Yeah, totally. So helping people adjust to that. It, can, it means the world meant the world to me when someone invited me into the home and took time to cook a meal and talk. Yeah, and totally. It means so much to others that are arriving in Boise to do mm. that. Um, that's probably the biggest thing. And and uh, yeah, one one more thing is that um, other cultures are, are so I said very communal, and in America it's a tends to be far more individualistic. Um, this is my life, and this is our country, and this is what we're doing. And I've got my dreams and visions. Right. Um, I was in India this summer, and just seeing the sense of uh, the the people in India seeing themselves as part of the larger group of a country moving in a direction. Yeah. Um, I, I rarely heard people describing their own individual dreams. Um, that that's something to be aware of when talk with people from other countries is that they're coming from like family issues. Family, the family is so close. Right. Um, they're involved in every aspect of your life. And over here, like if uh, if your parents don't uh, support you or don't agree with you, you're free to go off and do your own thing, get your own house and have your own life. You're encouraged to do that. Right. Uh, grow up is kind of the thing <laughs> in America, whereas many countries are not like that. And that's different. It's not necessarily wrong. It can be wrong sometimes. But right something to be aware of mm, for sure mm-hmm. what about just like day-to-day stuff that were different like was is like going to the grocery store a big mm-hmm. change is like mm-hmm. the the like you said you were really interested in wildlife like was that a big change was school a big change just the way schools are run i, I don't this is just interesting to me so we're <laughs> <laughs> sorry if it's not to the, to the listeners but i i find this super interesting yeah so. i remember the first time i walked into walmart yeah, I I, I kind of just stood there in awe and amazement at this. <laughs> I hadn't been in a building that big in my life. I don't think anyone's ever said they've been amazed walking into Walmart before. But how do I go. even pick up a loaf of bread? There's a whole <laughs> aisle. Back home, it would be you got brown bread and white bread. Which, what <laughs> there <do> you go. <laughs> so that that is real. And I so I work with international students. And one of our first event is taking them to Walmart. That's awesome. <laughs> it is so good to see the the same look on their faces I had five years ago, and to help them. Like, okay, this is where you go. This is how you navigate it. And three hours later, to walk out with a handful of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So okay, yeah. So yeah, that's a big. It is. Yeah. It is. And simply pointing international people towards stores like Goodwill or Savers where they can get decently priced clothing. Totally. Um, for the cold months means a lot uh, to them. Um, so that was just one of the, the, the small ways. Yeah. Uh, America in, in general, uh, I'll say Boise, Idaho, uh, we, we like to get things done. Not not soon. We'd like to get things done now. I I'd say that's a pretty. You could make that a uh, yeah. generalization yeah. for most Americans. Yeah. yeah, and that's probably a, the biggest reason why this country is generally very organized and um, where it, where it is. Yeah, and in, in the econo- economic sense, um, things get done. Roads get fixed. Um, generally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, <laughs> sometimes, yeah. most of the time we hope. Yeah, um, which is great. But many people, so like from Zimbabwe and our, our culture, is far more people-oriented. Yeah. Uh, so talking, going back to um, having people over in the home, um, I'm thinking about having lunch with someone. You invite them over around 1130. 
and they might leave around 5 or 6 p.m. Wow. That's normal. Very normal. Uh, and then I get to America, and it's, okay, can we have an hour coffee date two weeks from now <laughs> on Monday? <laughs> like, maybe? I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And And learning that um, busyness and task orientedness can can be something that is destructive totally it is not always and i super uh, i don't want anyone to hear me saying that that is wrong it is so much gets done for the kingdom of god because of people that are task oriented and make sure things happen and the american church has been uh it's been amazing how god has used them to um, support and send missionaries all over the world yeah. and the results that that has brought but also being mindful that we're here that the only thing that's going to last beyond the material is the souls of human beings mm. and that's what we're investing in yeah yeah uh how, how did you how did you find rev my brother okay yeah that's right that makes yeah. sense yes so zane came here uh, he was the pioneer um he popped around all kinds of different churches and then was pointed to Rev and uh, it clicked and he brought me along. Nice. Mm-hmm. Did you did you ever, like, did you want to try somewhere else? Did you have any, or did you want to go to church with your brother? Like, were you like, you know, wherever he lands, that's probably where I'm going to go to. I enjoyed going with Zane. Yeah. Um, it did take me some time, partially my fault, um, to make connections with people. Um but when I did and started meeting, meeting some, making friends and that kind of thing, it, right. it solidified my time here at Rave. Yeah, it's pretty similar to, I mean, I I was the first one in my family to, to, to come here. Mm. Um, so I, like, found, made Rev my, my, like, church. And then, yeah, I have two brothers now that go here. Yeah. Um, and, and I think same thing for, it's it's cool to see cole who's the middle one like you yeah it's cool to see him start to like make connections and and friends on his own and now we have the youngest one reed is like been going here for the past month uh since he started school and so yeah it's kind of fun to see them like yeah they want like we wanted to go to church together as brothers as our as our family but it's cool to see them start to make it their their own too so Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, for all parents and college age students or high school, that that season of transitioning out of high school and into college is just crucial when you start making decisions for yourself about who you are going to be. Yeah, and, and church is one of those is one of the biggest ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, especially if you grow up in the church and you, um, especially coming from. I mean, I've come from a church that's similar size to Rev. And so, uh, like it was an important part of growing up, you know, it's not, it's not huge. Like I, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know everyone, but I knew most people and had, uh, growing up just had, that was your, a large part of your community was, was people you go to church with. So I knew that was important find, when finding a new church and yeah, you're right. That's a, that's a huge transition from going to church with, with your family to going to church on your own is, is a big adjustment. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, and on our university campuses, there's many other voices pulling us to other directions. There are other things you could be doing on Sunday morning. Totally. So if word they're out there to anyone that is interacts with college-age students, is invite them to church, invite them to places where they will be in community with God-fearing people and can develop their relationship with God. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, okay, tell what what was what was like college like for you what was your some of your some of your favorite parts maybe times where college was tough um what was what was called because now you're done right yeah yeah graduated me too mm-hmm. high five air high five boom <laughs> um so yeah what was what was college college like yes so i went to boise bible college so thankful for my time there it's a smaller college which was good for me because it's it, it is a family so the Lord quickly provided me with community and family that I left behind in Zimbabwe. Yeah, which is, I mean, I, yeah, I can imagine that was something you were seeking. Yes. Yeah, leaving everything for sure. Yes. So I've made lifetime friendships 
and connections there with professors and students that I am so grateful for. I, I, I was blown away just by the, the impact of God studying God's word. So f- for four years, and the Boise Bible College does a great job of being um, true to the, the text of the scripture and just getting the students in there wrestling with the hard, meaningful questions in life. Um, and that leads to a lot of confusion, a lot of questions. It did for me, at least. Um, but also reaching reaching answers about why am I here? Um, why has the Lord put me here? And what is the purpose and meaning in life? And being confronted with just the power of the gospel mm. um, and realizing how that is going to impact every aspect of who I am as a human being, N- not not parts of it. Every part of my life, of Trent's life, is given as a sacrifice to God. That Those are the words of, of Paul in Romans uh, 12, uh, 12 or 13. Um, yeah, so so thankful for my time at Bible College. Uh, I realize Bible College isn't for everyone. Uh, I've met some people who are so kingdom-minded and driven who did not go to Bible College. I'm thankful for them, but for me... Uh, I love learning and uh, reading and, and writing, and um, we did a lot of that, and it it changed my life. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. What were um, what were like summers like for you? Because I know one summer you went to Oregon. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that I was remember. A good time. <laughs> so, <laughs> what were? I mean, how often were you able to go home? Uh, how many? Yeah, like how many times have you gone home since college? Like, what has that been? Being home twice in the five years. I've That's crazy. Yeah, I've talked to other students that have been here for more than that and never have gone home. What's, yeah, it's have crazy. Family members that have passed away and they can't go home for the funeral. Mm. Like, wow. Um, so I consider myself lucky. Totally. Um, sorry, what was your question again? Just uh, like summers. What, summer. What were summers like? Because that's that's when I would go home. Yeah. During school. So, so yeah. So the first summer, my, my grand plan was to do my one year at Bible college, make dad happy, go home. And start working the bush. Yeah, that's right. And I had a job lined up with a, a very famous uh, professional guide in a in a national park that I grew up in. And I was going to go do that. And then COVID it. <laughs> looks like uh, looks like someone else had a, had a had a bigger plan. Than, yeah. Than <laughs> uh huh. So I spent that summer um, fishing. <laughs> Working, uh, I was a pool cleaning, a deep clean pool and spa. Nice. Uh, very thankful for that job and the community I made there. Um, yeah, and I actually um, just spending a lot, spent a lot of time with my brother, Hussein. Yeah. Very thankful for that. Yeah. It was a hard summer. It's not what I wanted to do, um, but the Lord had... Away from family. Yes, yes. The Lord had plans, and I'm, I'm glad I didn't go back that first summer because I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I don't know where I would be if I if if I had gone back. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's cool. The next summer I was able to go home. I went home the whole summer. <laughs> nice, three months, and I spent a lot of time in the bush <laughs> <laughs> with my parents um, and my sister, and was thankful for that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then the summer after that, I, I spent six weeks on a farm in Oregon uh, with some extended family in Enterprise, Oregon. Yeah, beautiful place. Um, made some connections with the church up there that I'm so thankful for. Uh, was able to go home again, um, and then I just came off a summer in India. Mm-hmm. Well, nine weeks in India. How was that? It was very good. I've had quite a few conne- uh, interactions with Indian students and people that live in Boise. Um, John Sika was the first. Um, elder that I interacted with when yeah. I came to Rev. So thankful for him and his family. Um, but spending nine weeks in the culture, just being um, in uh, spending that much time seeing who these people are. The, the most populous country in the world, the most populous nation in the world, and I, I believe less than 2% of it is Christian. Mm. Um, Hinduism and then Islam behind that there's such a large like, yeah. that culture yeah yeah and that is a, a region of the world uh, india pakistan 
China neighboring there, that the Lord is moving in in mighty ways, and it's exciting to see that, and also to um, to learn how we can better um, love and minister and reach out and help uh, our our churches, our family um, of believers in India, yeah, it's in really those cool. countries. That's awesome. Mm. I, I spend a lot of time with kids. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I've never considered myself very good with children. <laughs> they make me uncomfortable, <laughs> make me scared. <laughs> uh, but it it was yeah it was a good time the lord taught me a lot of lessons through those kids it was at a at a home for children who had troubled family life some of them orphans some of them just their parents abandoned mm-hmm. them um and jesus loves the little children yeah and um spending time with them just playing soccer with them learning how to love Love little people where they are. <laughs> See the simple things in yeah, life and worship cool. God in that. It was powerful. Yeah, I would definitely plan to go back nice. sometime. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good segue to, okay, graduated college. Mm-hmm. Talk. <laughs> yeah, congrats. <laughs> um, let's, uh, yeah, kind of tell everyone a little bit about what you're doing, what you're doing now. Yes, I'd love to do that. Yeah. So I started volunteering with this organization it started with an internship um it's called international students incorporated uh, it's uh, an organization that's been running for 70 years now the 70th anniversary is this year uh, this th- the founders realized that the nations are sending their um, their educated um most promising students to the united states to be educated um the, the united states has the world's most renowned universities. Right. Um, and what an opportunity to meet them, to love them, um, to be the hands and feet of Jesus to them, and to share about the God that loves them. Yeah. Um, many of our students, uh, I'll speak to Boise State in particular because that's where I'm serving right now, about 80% of them come from countries where you can't openly share the gospel with them. Which is wild. Yeah. So, like... Um, Pakistan is one of the most restrictive countries in the world. You can be put to death for your faith, and people are put to death. I have yeah. uh, very close friends that work in Pakistan, and we get many Pakistani students coming to us, um, and they're in need. Yeah, they're in need for community. They're in mm-hmm. need for people to love them. Um, we don't, I don't. It's not my job really to go uh, bash the Bible over their heads, but to really be the hands and feet of Jesus to them and to share the gospel. So I started volunteering there, was offered a job position, and I declined that because I wanted to go home. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in my last year at Bible college, the Lord impressed on me the, the, the words of Jesus. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Mm. And all these things, um, these worries of life in the context of that passage, the worries of material life that God will provide. Yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God and um, just meditating on that and thinking, Lord, I want to seek first your kingdom. How can I do that? And it, most of us, m- me especially, are blind to what's right in front of right. us. And I realized just the effectiveness and the opportunity of the ministry I was involved in right then and there. Yeah. Uh, why not take a f- step of faith and be involved in that um join full time yeah yeah that's awesome dude mm-hmm. that's so cool um yeah well i think i i have a flyer in front of me but i'm assuming you have many of these yeah, I so do. if if you guys are interested um find trent on uh on sunday or yeah on sundays yeah or, or even contact me and i'm happy to mm-hmm to point you in Trent's mm. direction and, and get some more information on that. Mm. So Just, yeah, just raising awareness to the students that are there. Mm-hmm. There's refugees also. Um, our focus is the students, but the BSU is almost like a little village on its own within Boise. Totally. Um, there's things that happen there that you just won't see anywhere else. And the, the international students there are just put in apartments that don't have a car or any way of getting out of there. Um, just raising awareness that these are people to be loved and yeah. be reached out to. I know some uh, students now that they just had twin boys and others that are having children 
uh, I just can't imagine moving away from your family in a, in a culture that is so family oriented by yourself with your husband. Uh, some of them even are separated husband and wife. Hmm. And now you're having kids. Yeah. Um, what an opportunity for us as the believers to to love them and be be like Jesus to them. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome, dude. That's super exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll be uh, we'll be praying for you for sure. Thank um, you. Prayers, yeah, they fuel the ministry for sure. Totally, mm-hmm. totally. Is there anything else? Uh, anything else you'd like to to share? Or, I mean, that that catches us up to the current day pretty pretty mm-hmm. well. So, mm-hmm. thankful to be here. Thankful for what God has done in in my life, and um, I, I shared this with you earlier. But um, how all of our testimonies is what w- I once was lost. I once was um, estranged from God, and in His mercy and love, He He drew us into into relationship with Him. Yeah, and just never to get tired or to normalize that message, and to be filled with joy that we are able and actually called God calls all of us to in our own unique ways to share that message of life and love and hope with a world that needs it. That's awesome. That's, um, that's good news right there. And I'm so thankful to be a part of that and just uh, the, a part of uh, the, the body of Christ at Rev, uh, the body of Christ in Boise. And then to think about the body of Christ in this world as we are living kingdom focused mm. for, um, for kingdom that our king is coming to bring into fruition. That's so good. That's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks for sharing just a, a I mean, about your life and, and your story. Um, you want to, you want to close us in, in prayer? I would love to. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Our father in, in heaven, we, um, we love to be loved by you. We, uh, are blown away by who you are and um, that you uh, chose us and called us to be your children, um, to be your sons and daughters in your kingdom. Um, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would fill us as your body, uh, enable us to, to do the work of Christ, um, that we would be salt and light in a, in a world that is dark and tasteless, um, that we would love people genuinely um, as you've called us to and that we would be kingdom focused in a world and really in a country that is quickly deteriorating into um, world focus um, individual and materialistic focused um, would you would we be stand out as obvious um, obviously different and filled with a hope of something beyond this short lifespan that we have uh, Thank you, Lord. Um, And it's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.